What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Average Sports Guy Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Christian Gritton, joined by our esteemed Knicks, uh, our Knicks insider, as we want to call him. Uh, one of our guys, Tease, he's here with us. We're going to talk about uh, NBA Finals and the NBA Draft and a few other things. So what's going on, Tease? How you doing today? What's going on, Chris? I'm good. How you doing? Good, man. Another day, as he always said, living a dream. Always. What else can we do? Yeah. Very true. All right. So the NBA Finals wrapped up last week. The Milwaukee Bucks, um, they won four straight games to take the series 4-2. Phoenix Suns won the first two games. Milwaukee came back game three. Seemed like Phoenix was, was going to win game four, and then they let it slip late. And then uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of over, over with from there. And then uh, game six, they didn't have much of a chance. I mean, Chris Paul showed up. Devin Booker had the worst game of his series. Maybe the worst game in the playoffs, honestly. He didn't play well. And uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo had 50 points and uh, showed why he is one of the best players in the world. I mean, he dominated that game. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since we've seen that sort of dominated performance, especially in the closeout game. And uh, I think the most impressive part was him, him in his free throws. He had 17 or 19 free throws and in uh, and, and the routes of 50 points. So, T's, I guess not as over with, you know, had about a week or so to kind of look back at it. You know, what are your kind of takeaways from the finals and things that stood out to you? I, I enjoyed the series. Um, I thought it would go seven. I think we talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. But it went six. I thought it would be seven on the Suns, but it ended up being six on the Bucks, which totally – uh, blew me away um, because the first two games I was out of town and out of the country. And then when, when um, we, I got back to game three, mm-hmm. it was a different situation. And mm-hmm. if you look at the, if you look at how the scores went, uh, it scores 118 points in the first two games. And then the Bucks score 105 in the first game, 108 in the second game. You're like, this is a trend, right? Then the right. Bucks go home and the series shifts. And then after that, all the Bucks need is one win on the road. Then they got them the rest of the way. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So that was a bit of a stunner for me. I I just knew Phoenix would be able to pull it off. Because um, I just thought they were so balanced as a starting five. Um, with Paul, um, Bridges, uh, Aiton, um, Crawford, and who am I missing? Of course, Booker. So I, okay. I figured they had the most balanced starting five to go into the finals we've seen in a while, but they were balanced, but it just wasn't enough for Milwaukee. Then we realized that they just didn't have the firepower down the stretch to deal with Milwaukee as we thought they would outside mm-hmm. of, outside of uh, Devin. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, looking at it, I mean, you look at game, you know, two, one and two, they had a, they had a grip. And they were, you know, like you said, they were in control, and they go to go to Milwaukee. And Game Three was expected. Um, they had a bad quarter, really, but it was expected, you know, for Game Three to happen. But then, shocker to me was Game Four. I mean, you had Booker out there giving it all forty points, and he couldn't get help from anybody. It, it right. seemed like, and and late down the stretch, Milwaukee made a few plays, and and that. But that's I, even in that game, I'm like, you know what, Phoenix has a chance because. They didn't play great. They're going back home. You know, the role players should play a lot better. And and it, it didn't really change. Like, it didn't change. And Milwaukee made some good adjustments defensively. Chris Paul being guarded by Drew Holiday really affected him a lot. And they switched Drew Holiday to Devin Booker game six, and they affected him a lot. So you got to get credit to where credit's due there. Uh, Middleton, he showed up like he didn't show up in the game. And he does that all, all playoffs. You know, game one and two, he wouldn't do anything. Game three, he comes alive. And then it's, it's a whole different guy and a whole different team. So, 
And then they got um help from Bobby Portis too, who in game six, who who was really big, but I, I thought Bob, Phoenix Bob, would win it. Bob Bob's an energy guy. Bob yeah. Portis, he's an energy dude. He yeah. doesn't your, your brother and I talked about this after one of those games. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily defend well, but mm-hmm. He doesn't score either, but he brings so much energy and life yeah. in his effort. That's yeah. see with championship teams, that's all you need, man. If you get yeah. one of them guys, if you look at every championship team, they yeah. all have one of them that gets out there. You may it may not show up in the stat line, but he gets out there and, and goes to work and gets the crowd involved, fan favorite. But I like Bobby Portis, always have. Yeah, no, Bobby is Bobby's a good guy, and he was really a big catalyst in them game six because even game six they started out ugly. And um, Phoenix is still in the game, you know, despite Devin Booker. They've made a comeback. You know, they made it a close game. And even going to the fourth, I think it was tied. And then we saw Giannis pull away. DeAndre Ayton had trouble um, guarding Giannis. Even he offense, did. I mean, his, he was, like, gone. Mentally, he was just gone. Um, he wasn't making the shots offensively and defensively. He wasn't doing much. He was in foul trouble. And that's his name is Sarge. Sarge was a good guy off the bench for him, but yep. he didn't have any really good trust. And I think – they're probably more eight and two. He's playing more minutes than he was used to. He had yep. a Sarge backing him up, but then you have Frank Kaminsky backing him up. So that was that was a big difference. So and in the books, it would have seemed to be the better team. And the better team but, won the series. So you know what's crazy, Chris? They had the kid Craig that replaced Craig Craig. Um, yep, he came in and played well. But Coach Monty didn't play Frank during the season enough. We felt mm-hmm. like if he would I thought I was saying to your brother them. Would would he have played Frank more in the season and more in the playoffs? Frank would have been warmed up and ready to go. Frank played well in some in most of the games he played in, but yeah. they didn't. They could have used more of him because Frank Smith, he can shoot. He can shoot the ball. He shoots well from the three point line. He shoots well. He shoots like what is he like thirty thirty some percent from downtown when he does shoot it. They needed that to stretch the floor out. Unfortunately, they didn't have. They didn't. They didn't utilize that. And then. There was something crazy that happened. Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez ended up guarding a lot of guys on switches on the pick and roll, and mm. Phoenix took advantage of it in the first two games. But then yeah. Milwaukee made the adjustment. They made that adjustment and, and limited Brooke's, Brooke's minutes in those type early situations, mm-hmm. and Phoenix went away from attacking that. I thought that was huge. And Chris yeah. Paul's ability to shoot the short jumper from the foul line and in or 15-footer, you know what I'm saying? Off the baseline, yeah. Yeah. off the short corner, all the stuff they were doing, that went away once once uh, Milwaukee made that adjustment. So I felt like that was big. And then I think the key play of the series is when Bobby Portis went to put back a layup and got fouled. He didn't make the layup. He got fouled, and the crowd went nuts. After that, I felt like Phoenix didn't stand a chance with that crowd. And, and I, I think that was game three mm-hmm. where that happened. Or four, I can't remember, but it was like the it was like the end of the road for Phoenix off after that. Yeah, and uh, you know Phoenix Phoenix did what ultimately was the end of the road. They wouldn't win another game, but a good team just you know just didn't have enough. And then they finally played a team that was fully healthy. And um, that's not saying that's why they won all the series, but that's the difference. Playing a team that's fully healthy, they have bodies throw at you and they just keep coming at you. So. Um, I don't know where they go from here. Chris Paul will, can opt out and become a free agent, I believe. So, um, oh, he has that. He has that as an option. I think. Let me see. Oh, he's got to opt in. And, if he opts in, he makes what forty something million. Yeah, that was just chatter by him leaving. Man, um, he better. He better opt into that. 
and get forty mm-hmm. something million. He better opt into that deal. Yeah, I would, but you know, some guys they he's not gonna want to. So looking at it, he is maybe he is under contract. Yeah, he has a um twenty twenty one player option. So yeah, the deadline to opt in is um August first. So if he opts in, it'll be forty four million dollars. Yeah. If, I told you if he opts in, it's $44 million, right? I figured yeah, that. Yeah, $44 million, yeah. yeah. He better opt into that, get his $44 million. Yeah, now he'd be crazy to opt out of that. So he'd we'll be see. crazy to opt out of that. Yeah, no, for sure. He opt out, you're right, yeah, for sure. So we'll mm-hmm. see uh, how, how Phoenix adjusts. Uh, it's going to be tough with with LeBron coming back. You know they're going to make some additions. AD should be healthy again. And don't forget about uh, Clay Thompson returning to the Warriors. They get a couple more draft uh, picks. So That's right. That's right. It's gonna to be tough for Phoenix out there in the West to um to to repeat this. So we're gonna see what what moves they can make. Uh, Booker's gonna get that extension, but Aiden's still on his rookie deal. You still got Bridges and Johnson on their rookie deals. Yeah, they gotta leave the team alone. They could they could upgrade in the big man area as best yeah. they can. Right. But they had Kaminsky. I felt like he was a guy that they could have relied more on, in my opinion. Yeah, they're probably yeah, but they're probably in the, in, 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 in the league where there's not a whole lot of them. Big man. Yeah. Yeah, that could shoot the ball, stretch the floor, rebound. Yeah, you know? just defensively, because in that situation, I mean, like, it's hard. It's going to be hard to guard Giannis anyway, so I guess that wouldn't really matter. Right. Um, defensively. All right, so we'll see. So uh, based off his performance in the finals, which he – and I was critical of Giannis before, but he really showed something, and he, he actually played a lot better. Um, towards the end of the Brooklyn series, and he continued it in Atlanta. He got hurt, came back from the injury, and then played – Mm-hmm. In the finals, in absolute dominated game six. So, would you say he's the best player in the world, or one of the top three? Right now, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. If you look at game one, um, twenty points. Game two, forty-two points. Those are two losses for them. Then he comes back with forty-one again in game three, twenty-six in game four, thirty-two in game five, and fifty in game six. Yeah, right now, absolutely. No, I go off right now. If you show up, you show up. Yeah, I would up. agree. That was he. He he answered the bell. He answered all the questions. He answered, did he not? He answered. He answered. He answered that shit. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, and if he ever gets a consistent jumper, look out because that'll be scary. Yep, because he answered yeah. it, and he did. He did it in every other way too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. did it with rebound. I mean, he was averaging um, double digits and rebounds five out of the six games. He had double digits and rebounds, so. That right there shows he, he had about five block shots in game six, I think. Yeah, he was yeah, he was like he was crashing the boards and clearing the boards and doing what he had to do. So everything. Absolutely. I mean he, he affected everything. the game and told me I mean the block on Aiden was huge. Yep. Um you got a oh, yeah. few steals on Chris Paul in that series towards the late the stretch. Like I mean he he really made it and that's truly how a great player is. And we've seen from LeBron at times like when great players they they have a way to affect the entire game, and that's what he did. And that's what you see from some guys that are great. Offense, defense, blocking shots, rebounding. That and that's why I would say he's right now um the best in the world. And they could change. I mean, next year somebody else could come and take take the crown back from yeah. him. Right now he earned it. So we gotta give it to him. Like I said, I don't even know where he came from on that block. Because I, I, I didn't see, I didn't see him coming. I just saw the oop. And we're so used to uh, who threw that? Did Chris Paul throw it for him? No, it was actually Booker. Booker and Aiden. Booker threw it for him, right, for Aiden. And, mm-hmm. and we used to Aiden throwing that down because Aiden's done well with that. Mm-hmm. But when Greek came over there, I just didn't see him. He came out of nowhere and blocked that. I was I mean, he, he shot on the screen and then recovered. 
And that, I mean, he's like the only guy that could do that. <laughs> yeah, because he's so athletic. No, yeah, he, yeah, because he went from one side of the right. He went from one side of the floor to the other, recovering the ball, and stretched crazy. out and blocked that shot, which was crazy. So all great things. All right, now that the season's over. We had a, a crazy season when it started with COVID protocols and no one in the stands to end up to a full arena, and with the Deer District outside Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee with about 65,000 people, a packed arena. So um, a stark, stark difference from uh, the start to the end of the season. But what was your favorite thing from the season? Um, fans being allowed back in the arena mm-hmm. was my favorite, and and two different teams in the finals was also my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I I enjoyed that. Some different teams came alive in the playoffs with the Hawks and the Knicks, and different teams came came out and played in the playoffs, and we hadn't seen. Um, in a while, and I, I enjoyed that seeing different teams involved in it. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I enjoyed that too. I think my favorite thing, well, from the playoffs at least, was um, just seeing all the young stars blossom. Yep. That Trey Young, even, yep. I mean, you can even count Giannis in that, but Trey Young, I mean, taking his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. He had yep. John Morant, who I mean, persevered. He got his team to the playing game, beat the Warriors, well, beat the Spurs, beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And they they got they lost in five to Utah, but he was fighting the whole series. I mean, winning game one on the road in Utah, seeing a guy like that, you know, kind of emerge. That, that was my favorite part, and, you know. And Devin Booker too. Devin Booker was a, a fabulous throughout the playoffs. Um, yep. And that's the new wave of the league. That was and Luca, Luca, Luca too. These these are the guys that are gonna take over once LeBron leaves and KD leaves and that. So seeing them to kind of get their feet wet in the playoffs and show that like when the moment is big. That they don't shy away and then they're still going at it, still fighting. Even Trey Young, ah oh man, he had a really bad game. Uh, was it the Philly series? Maybe I think it was Philly series. Yeah, maybe game seven. He had a really bad game, but he kept fighting, kept fighting. Had twenty something made like five or six. Kept fighting. He had a huge three towards the end of the game. And just kept making plays. Like that's type of stuff you like to see. That guys that when it's tough, they are gonna keep fighting and keep going at it. So. Um, Great to see, and then and two seeing the garden, garden, the Knicks lost, but seeing the garden packed out was uh was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. To see. That was dope. Yes, sir. So absolutely, they actually release what's going to be the schedule. So the season's going to start October eighteenth. The draft is in a few days here, which we'll talk about the draft in a second. So oh, the season starts October eighteenth. Okay, nineteenth. Let me see. Let me get. Oh, that. good. Oh, I'll be ready. I'll be I'll be hitting those Hornets games. Yeah, man. I. I I wish they would have started later, but I guess they want to get back to the normal way of things. I would have been fine if they started on Christmas Day and ran that way and just kind of changed the way the league is going. And simply because the guys need to rest. You saw so many injuries this year that we don't want to lose um, any more players to injury and have have such a rough season. But they got to get back to the normal flow of things. So got to do what they got to do, you know, get it back started. But training camp will start in September. The twenty eighth, mm-hmm. I think, started, and then we'll get which is, which is tra- training camp is what like the first or second week in September, something 28th, like that, like yeah. the week September what twenty eighth, I believe. Oh, that's late. That for training camp, September. Yeah, oh wow, okay. Oh, all right. And when do, the season starts, October what nineteenth. Oh, that's about right. Cause they're running. Yeah, because remember, they, yeah, they want a week in the yeah. I got it. It used to be thirty first, so it used to start around Halloween, and they moved it up a few years right. ago. Right. So now yeah. they're keeping it that same way, which um, 
It's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then summer league, I think, will start on the the eighth. Yeah, so here we go. So key dates for the 2021-2022 season. So August 2nd, teams can start negotiating with free agents. August 6th, they can sign sign free agents. August 8th through 17th is um, Summer League in Vegas. Your training camp. Oh, so August 8th. What is that? August 8th through what? 17th. Oh, is that, that's, that's uh, Summer, Summer League. League. Got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. And then we got um, training camp is September 28th. Yeah. Season starts October 19th. Season ends April 10th. Playing tournament April 12th through 15th. Playoffs start April 16th. Finals start June 2nd. Um, draft, it, no, I'm sorry, finals will end if game seven necessary, June 19th, and then draft will be June 23rd. And that'll be the end of the they're back on track then. Yeah, they're yeah, back, back on track. track. Okay. All right, so to the draft now. It's an exciting time. We talked about it before, but the Pistons, they tanked and they finally, the draft lottery finally favored. They got the number one pick for the first time since the 70s, I think. So, we're going to go through the prospects real quick. Detroit second, Houston is, is second. Detroit's first, Houston second, and that's kind of the, the top top two and going back and forth with that. We'll get into that in a sec. But, T's looking at the prospects so far. Let's go with Kay Cunningham. Kind of what's your breakdown of them, if you have a, a, a comp, and uh, just kind of some of his strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, he'll be fine. He can handle the ball 6'8", um, fast at his height and size can run a team, he'll be fine. It'd be interesting to see him in the backcourt with Hayes, with Killian, um, with what the Pistons do with those two guys in the backcourt. That should be cool because um, they're young. And then you could get you could get K off the ball, on the ball. It doesn't matter. With him, it won't matter. Yeah. Um, he'll be fine. He'll be he'll be a star. Um, they, hit the, they, they truly hit the lottery with him. The Pistons will be fun to see um, with him. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's the one thing about him that I like is that he can play both positions. He can play when he can play on or off the ball. And uh, Hayes right now, can't. he's working on it. He got to get a jumper, but Kane shoots well from three. I know he he doesn't shoot great from two, but you can work on that. You know, get a mid range jumper. Yeah, Hayes play play and Hayes play like half the season, so right. it'll so, be and like... first half of the season. So I'm okay with that. Um, and then if you look at K two. Is that Green? Is that Jalen Green? No, K K Cunningham. Oh no, I, was, I thought you were going to Jalen Green on a, on a oh, second. No. With, with okay. No, I was just saying on, on K uh, real quick. Um, a lot. I guess the knock was he had a lot of contested shots. The reason he's not that, but the reason he had so many contested shots was because the guys he played with at Oklahoma State weren't they weren't able to create their own shots. Now if you got Sadiq Bay out there, you know you got Isaiah Stewart. Be great. There'll be a lot more space, and then Kate will be having more room to operate. So, I think Detroit, and he wants to be in Detroit too, based off his comments. So, I'm they said the same thing. They said the same thing with Lamelo, with the whole jump shooting and the getting shots. So you see what yeah. happens once right. you get to the NBA. It's a different ball game. You get open shots. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that for sure. All right. Second, second pro- top, the second best prospect. Played with the G League night last year. Did not opt out of going to college. But, uh, he's all uh, he's. He's been in the top for uh, why not? So tease with with Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green's one of 
Yeah, could it could if, if the rule was still the same where you could go straight to the pros, he would have been able to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Took a stop in the G League and did a good job in, with the G League. Um, he's a good fit for Houston. My only issue is you can't have him and that that other kid. I don't even know if they'll keep him. What's what's Porter's first name? Chris that Houston picked up off. Yeah, but Kevin Porter Jr. out there. Um, so mm-hmm. he he's actually was. I mean, he's actually. I don't know how good he'd be in a winning situation. I mean, but he actually played really well last year, averaging 16 points a game. So, yep. but you don't think those two could play together? Yeah, they probably could because Green is not gonna. Green's not gonna do. He's a rookie. He's not gonna do too much to push his way around. And Porter is. If they keep Porter, yeah, he's aggressive. I don't know if they'll keep him with Green coming in. Um, yeah. I think that was a tank season. Um, but I do like the fact that Silas is still there, right? The head coach, Silas is yeah, still the head coach, yeah, right? Yeah. I like him. I like him. He came from. You know, he, I remember when he was a Hornets assistant. I like. Mm-hmm. I like Silas. Um, so yeah, I think they'll. They, that's a good pick for them because they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. So one step at yeah. a time. They have the kid from um, from from the Pistons. What's his name? Um, the the forward. Oh, what? the Pistons. Le- Wood, they got wood. They, yeah, yeah, they got some guys that um can do some work. Is John Wall? John Wall is there if he just if they decide to keep him on after the surgeries and stuff. If they don't, they don't. But yeah, it, they should be all right. That's a good pick. I, you know, you got to get the best available player. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I, I think, uh, I mean, Green average like seventeen point, points a game in the G League. The competition yeah, wasn't great, but I don't. He's good. He's not a great shooter right now. And everyone says, like, so the, the, the debate is between, well, we should take uh, – because he's in the G League, but, like, the G League competition ain't great. So let's, let's just call well, it – Well, the problem is they, they, that rookie team, they thought that Ignite team was going to run crazy, but they ran up into no. some veterans. They yeah. ran up into some veteran teams who put their foot in their ass because you run yeah. up against guys who this is their last run at this yeah, thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they ain't going to lay down because you're a rookie. No. Who, you know, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they struggle with that. So I mean, I think he can go. I mean, he has potential. So they say like, well, he can be the best scorer in the league. But it's like, when when you're looking at who you should take between Cade and, and Green, we know what Cade is. We know what Green can be. Mm-hmm. So I would rather take the guy that I know. It's a safer pick, but it's not like a bad pick. So I would go as a safer pick right. in this in this option. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Pistons, I'm going. I'm going Cade over Green. I just think that. I know. I, I, people probably will kill me for this, but and I've heard this happen too. But I, I saw, like, even when I saw Andrew Wiggins back played in, in, in high school in uh, in college, I was like, you know, he's okay, but I just didn't see it from him. Like I saw it from Jabari Parker at the time. I do. I didn't see it from Wiggins at it at uh, Kansas. He, he just wasn't always there. And I and the people, but keep, people kept saying a lot the same thing: athletic, you know, this and that. And I'm not saying that that. Uh, Jalen Green will be like Wiggins. I'm just saying we've heard that before. We see how it turned uh-huh. out. So I don't need you can necessarily take a guy just because he's athletic and fill it up and can't be the best scorer because Andrew Wiggins is supposed to be LeBron. I look at him. You mm-hmm. know, so you gotta be careful with that. All right, our next guy, uh, Evan Mobley, who is uh, a big man in the USC. Big fella. He's, yep. Yeah. Nice play. Yeah, he's a, he's good. He yep, he could chase the ball. Um from side to side on the floor, um, he cuts down. He cuts down those passing lanes, block shots. He knows where he's at on the floor. I was recognized that during the tournament. Like he knows where he's at on the floor at all times, mm-hmm. and that's key because he's going to come right in and have to play. 
So a good starting point is he may not be able to do everything you need him to do defensively, but he knows where he's at on the floor, um, which I think for him will be key. So that, yeah, that's another good good pick. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I think that's an excellent pickup for whoever gets him. His offensive potential, you know, is going to have to come around. We obviously will have to come around with Defensively, he blocks shots. He's, uh, like I said, custom passing lanes. He's yep. there. And you know he's going to give you from day one. And, then you you know, like, and I hate this for him. I really do. I hope somebody trade out of this because right now he's in, like, right now, the Cleveland has a number three pick. So if he goes to Cleveland, I mean, nobody can't win in Cleveland, man. Like, it's no. just not a great environment. And, 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 I, and I thought they were okay with J- – they got Jared Allen. Maybe they – I don't know what they did with him. But in that Brooklyn trade, they got Jared Allen. They also have um, – I thought they had JaVale McGee. I don't know. I, I just don't know what – I know they're going to get a, the best available player in the draft. but what, Which would be so him. That, right. But what do you do with Jared Allen and uh, McGee? You, you can let McGee go. Typically, McGee needs to go back to the Lakers anyway. But I think McGee actually – I think he's in Denver now, I think. I'm sorry. Maybe they moved him. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't know what happened. You know what? You're right, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's in Denver he, now. They did. But Jared Allen is still with Cleveland, right? Because they got him from Brooklyn, right? In that trade, yeah, it was a it was a three way trade, something. So yeah, um, okay. Get, yeah. Let's look at his contract real quick. Jared Allen is yes, he's still under contract for one more year though, so he's a free agent after this year. Okay, see, so they'll let him walk because they have the they have the Mobley kids. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just. Cleveland is not good for nobody, man. It's toxic there. It's, it's not, bad. Not, I feel bad because the guy has a lot of potential, but I feel like now they're not. Yeah, now now they're not. They're not good for nobody. That's a dead zone. That's yeah, a dead so. man's land. Oh well, man. Best of luck to you, young brother. So I can say the best thing they got going on is the uh, House of Blues in Cleveland right about now. Yeah, because they don't have to do back some... open again. <laughs> you have to do something with a. Uh... With um, what's his name? With uh, Sexton, and then Garland is in. Garland's okay, but I, I'm okay. But uh, our next guy, Jalen Suggs. Now he was a guy that was actually at one point probably in the same talk as Cunningham. There was a top four, you know, but now there's like the two, and then there's a drop off after the top two. Yeah. And and Suggs kind of fell down, and he had a great performance um in the tournament. But I think yeah. we kind of see that he is a good player. He's not a great player. He won't be a great player in the league. No, he's, he's, he's a playmaker. And when I look at him, I, he's not a great scorer. He's not a guy I can just give it to to get a bucket. He's more of a facilitator, which is not a bad thing. That's just what I see from him. But what do you see? Nah, he had a good good college player. Um, Not to cut his lifespan off. He may come out and be great. I, who am I? But um, Suggs, yeah, great college run. He's, he's, he stands at 6'4". That's the benefit of the doubt. He's more mm-hmm. like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, I, I I don't see it. I don't know. Yeah. For, him to, for him to go in the top five or six or something, that's crazy to me. But I, I don't know. This may be one of them type of drafts where the pool is the way the pool is and you can take advantage of where you get seated. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. Yeah, he's going to go in the top uh, top five for sure. See? It looks see? like I just I don't I think he'd be good, but like I said, I don't I just don't see him as like a an elite scorer or anything like that. I think he's he'll be a good player. You know, he'll be a facilitator for sure. But and he's athletic, so that he has that going for him. But I don't know just about elite potential. I don't know there. 
Yeah, I don't uh, see it. Not I don't see the potential. I just don't see him impact immediately. I don't know who's gonna who get him or what you know, whatever. Yeah. And there's Kaminga who uh, I don't know much about Kaminga, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see him play. And No, I saw and, some highlights. I saw some highlights, but that's another one of them. It's one these are one of these drafts, man, where just take a chance and draft somebody and move forward. No one should lose their job over this draft yeah. if you're GM. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And then there's uh, Scotty Barnes, who's actually – he's jumped up a lot of uh, boards. But that's but then there's always a guy that – like, for instance, last year Patrick Williams jumped up because of potential and athleticism and this yeah. and that. And I think that's Scotty yeah. Barnes. Too. Like, if you watch Scotty Barnes at at, at, at things okay, but he, he – not in those, not in those six or seven. You shouldn't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Chris. Not in those six or seven. You shouldn't be worried about him, right? No, he's, he's no, another guy who's going to top five or top yeah. six. Yeah, potential and athleticism, and a lot like a lot of these teams say that, but they don't even have like the system to them to get these guys to where they need to be at, and at, at heart with their potential, honestly. So, I mean, yeah, not that he can't be bad. Not that he's going to be bad, but he's don't know. And then you get the foreign invasion. Where, yeah. you know, the foreign come, the foreigners come. That's the foreign invasion, yeah. and so everybody gets knocked down a couple of draft picks because the foreign kids come in, the European kids come in, and you yeah. got to deal with all that shit. So yeah, yeah. So uh, those are kind of the top guys in the draft. Um, so I, I think the Pistons should go K. I think they will go K. Ultimately, I know a lot of reports keep coming out that they're not sold, and Troy Weaver said that he has no pick. I think he knows that he's picking Kay Cunningham. Uh, I think they're just yeah, going to say nothing. They know yeah. that they're going to get Cunningham. They always do that. And they, I think that you, um, you don't want you don't want to go through life thinking about what if we what if we would what if we would have drafted him but we right. didn't. We got some. Yeah. You just go in and draft him. That way you don't even have to deal with that question. You took the best kid available. Yeah, I agree. You take the best guy. Now um, someone someone else may come along. Suggs may come along and be better than everybody. We've seen that yeah. before. Okay, yeah. but you never know. It's the draft, and yeah, the Pistons have a have a good. They have a good nucleus, so yeah, they're working on some stuff. And it's it looks like they, these. Good, it looks like they like playing with each other, and I think yeah. that's key. It is, and you add him to the mix. You know, he wants to be there. They have a lot of guys that you know he can come in and make an immediate impact. I think he will at least have an immediate impact. Yep. And, um, yeah, help make, help make everyone better, and and yeah. Uh, so I, I think that if they if they if he doesn't want K and he he wants Jalen Green because and there's then there's reports that oh they're not doing that they're not doing what? that they're taking Cunningham six eight point guard they they they, they that's not be crazy they're taking Cunningham I agree I'm crazy. saying just the hypothetical that if, yeah if for some yeah. reason they don't take Green right I mean they don't take K and they want Green trade back get some draft capital and then take the guy you want. I think they're going K. It's just the consensus, and that's the guy that you need to take and and, and yeah. just roll, roll roll with there. But I don't know. People start, you know. I they guess take, they got they, tank, they 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 tanked the season and it worked. They got the they got the number one pick. Go get the kids you right. want. You got you can you can pick whoever you want. They tanked the season. Let them do it. Exactly. Well, they tank it. They just weren't good. They weren't. They had injuries and weren't good enough to do much else. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, they think they they were sitting guys at the end of the season. With yeah, the they were chilling. Yeah, they were chilling. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, so go get the guy that you that you like you said that you tank for that that you want to have. So that's where I'm at with it. And um, those are kind of the top three. Now, let me get the order real quick. 
So the draft order goes Detroit, number one, Houston, two, Houston, Cleveland, three, Toronto, four, Orlando, five, Oklahoma City, six, Golden State, seven, Orlando, eight, Sacramento, nine, New Orleans at 10. But that was a trade, actually. So I think uh, the Grizzlies get that pick, I believe, because of the trade with Eric Bledsoe and uh, – Oh yeah, now that you're right, you're right. Bledsoe right. and uh, Adam, which some people said it was a good deal. I if I'm the if I'm the Grizzlies, why am I? If he coming off the bench, fine. But why am I taking Eric Bledsoe on that contract? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, at this point, they don't. They don't. They yeah, they're on their last leg. They they probably going to try to run him in the backcourt. A little bit with 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 Moran. I don't know what I don't know what the they said. Bledsoe wasn't gonna be there. They said the Grizzlies gonna move him on too. Oh, okay, because okay, I guess because it's like at this point, like they gotta get more. So my thing with them is they don't have enough scoring. Like they don't like I like Dylan Brooks. But he's not a, a high level scorer. He's not a number two option on that team. No, and ja- Jackson's not, not Jackson's never healthy. So yeah. no, and so adding Eric Bledsoe doesn't solve that problem. But they're gonna move him, I guess. I mean they're gonna move him. This is okay, but he is he a old school center. So what the hell he going? And and then they the Pelicans, another team that just I don't know what they have going on. They bring in Van Gundy, which was a disaster. That was terrible. I don't know what the hell that was about. So they get rid of Van Gundy and they bring in Willie Green, which could work. You know, I'm happy Willie Green got an opportunity, you know, that could work very well. But you get rid of a, like a guy that's gonna like gotta slow things down for Zion and Steven Adams. To bring in another like throwback center. Yep. Me- meanwhile, your star your star player has seen three head coaches in three years. Is it, isn't that what it is now? Yeah. Three yeah, head yeah. coaches yeah, in three, three years. years yeah. That's not good for a young kid. Okay, this point guard's not coming. I know they're not gonna resign Lonzo, so his point guard's not coming nope. back. Nope. It'll it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least. Yeah, so Zion's out of here when that contract is up. I can lay that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right, looking at it, these um, any sleepers, any guys from the draft or anything else? I, I will, I will say this. I don't want to jump around or move off, but I'll say this because I get upset about this. Sam Cassell is still not a head coach. No. I don't know if he wants to be. I don't know. I don't know the inside story. If someone knows it, call Chris so we could resolve that. But I'm gonna look around and talk to some of my insiders because Sam Cassell should be a head coach. When Washington made the hire, they hired. I, I was just like, I can't believe this. But Sam Cassell should be a head coach. I don't know if Sam wants to be one. I don't know what's going on with the whole damn thing. But he should be a head coach. Yeah, I agree. He should be. And that's uh, Bradley Bill. They said he, he was upset that um he didn't get that uh, Sam Cassell. His top choice for the job didn't get it. So, um, Oh, so, so Sam, because you heard Sam Cassell was upset about it? No, well, Bradley was upset that they didn't hire Sam Cassell. See? See what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going I don't. I don't get it. So... Also, Bradley Beal was upset about that. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, like, I don't understand. I, I'll never get it. I, uh, well, shout out to Scott Perry, Nick's GM, for his extension. We appreciate yeah. that. We're glad he did that. I talked to him the other day, and I was glad to tell him that because we need him, we need him to come back aboard. But that's a shining light and a bunch of nonsense with, with the Cassell thing. Wow, yeah. Beal wanted Cassell. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just right. don't get why he still is not giving a chance. Like, guys, like, what, what are we doing? I'm, yeah, he's been around for so long now. I'm like, damn, what? what? And, who did, and who did Washington hire? Um, let me see. 
Maybe they don't want him. Maybe he don't want a job. Well, I mean, he can't not interview I mean, when jobs are not one one. So he's been a coach for I don't know how long. And so at least ten done. years, it would have to be. West until Junior. West until Junior, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he'd be there a year or two. <laughs> yeah. That's because West Unsell used to be they used to play for them. He was their head coach. I get it. Their GM. I get it. He had all those jobs in that in that organization, and they yeah. And, you know, God bless him. He's passed, but yeah, giving his son the job. Okay, I get it. Yeah, they they did the same thing with Flip Saunders with 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 Minnesota. I remember. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, man, uh, I don't know. I just think that's like you said, Sam Cassell deserves a job, and he needs the opportunity. Yep. For sure. So hopefully one day he'll get the opportunity. Um, we normally have our coach we'll jobs, so we can go through a few. Right. You know, Willie Green got the Pelicans job. He got that job. Um, the the Orlando job was open, correct? Yes, they feel that. They filled it um, with uh, ja, Jamal Mosley. Okay, you know uh, Jason Kidd got the job out in um, with Dallas. the Mavericks. Yep, mm-hmm. and Indiana hired Rick Carlisle. Carlisle. Yep, mm-hmm. and I think that was all the openings, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Seems like there was a lot, but I think they all got filled pretty quickly. Um, and then obviously the uh, the Celtics got Ime Udoka, Udoka. So ready to roll now with the offseason. Um, I don't think there are a lot of free agents this year. So, because that I, may be another show. That may be another show for us once we see who's opting out, who's yeah. going to be restricted, unrestricted. Because we know who's going to be restricted and unrestricted, but. Yeah. No, actually, we don't because we don't know who's making off the sheets to people, so we may well, want to hold well, on. Well, it looks like well, yeah, Kawhi hasn't opted in, but the, the room, I mean, he's expected to opt in. Chris Paul would be crazy not to opt in the $40 million. Yeah. Um, that's on their part. That's not a good business move on them. John Collins, so he got a qualifying offer from the Atlanta. Yep. So he's going to, but he's, he's going to, someone's going to yeah, match that contract, but he's not going to sign that. Hell yeah. They're going to match that shit. Hell yeah. Well, somebody will offer him, but they have to match it. Uh, yeah. There's no choice. You can't lose him at this point for nothing. Their best thing, if they don't want him, is to work on a signing trade. But uh, you got Mike Conley, the Grizzlies, with the, not the Grizzlies, the um, Jazz. He's now a free Utah agent. Utah Jazz, yep. yep. Lonzo Ball, free agent. Kyle Lowry's a free agent, too. DeMar DeRozan is a free agent. So there's talk that those two can be um, wanting to team back up again to give it yeah. one more run at it. Jared Allen is a restricted free agent. Normal Powell is a player option, but I think he declined, if I'm not mistaken. He declined his player options. He's going to enter free agency, which I I, I still don't understand that, that Gary – I still don't understand why they traded Gary Trent, but maybe this is not for me to understand. A shorter. Right. Another good. Duncan Robinson. Those are the top guys. Victor Oladipo, but he he's not bad. It's just I don't – he's always injured. He's so. always hurt. Always hurt. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, who was actually was really good for the Nets, and now he's he not – He's playing well. He's playing well until he got hurt. Yeah. Um, so, oh, Kelly Oubre is a free agent. So, they gave him a first-round pick for Kelly Oubre if going to be a free agent. Great. So, um, Kelly, so Oubre, Oubre is a free agent? Yes, he is a free agent. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Um, and that was kind of it. Gary Trent, restricted free agent. Will Barton has a – Derek Rose is a free agent. You want the Knicks to bring him back? Yes. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it, looking at the guys. I mean, there's their guys like – you know, smaller guys, but those are the main guys. 
We have to call for a different show all together because yeah, that's yeah. just figuring out where people land and all that. Yeah, so is gonna start next week, so shoot. Yeah. All right, Tuesday, you got anything else? That's it. I'm I'm glad to be here as always. I appreciate your time and invite me on. You know how we do it. Yes, sir. And that's all for this week's show, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast at Every Sports Guy, all lowercase letters, all one word, average sports guy. So for T, I'm Chris. Thanks for listening.